This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Congrats, you're pregnant. Now, what do you do during the next nine months? You need Preggy Pals, an audio podcast that educates and entertains expectant mothers and those hoping to become pregnant. Each episode features pregnant moms-to-be as well as experts. Together, we explore topics aimed to embrace pregnancy and encourage women to pursue their choices when giving birth to their babies. Preggy Pals is part of the Parents on Demand Network. Look for our free network app in Apple and Android to discover more great parenting shows and listen to your favorite episodes on the go. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hello, friends, loved ones, and fellow birth junkies. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. We're so happy you're here. Thanks for joining us. And we have another amazing birth story for you today. Before we hop into that, reminders, reminders, ways you can connect with us, support the show, a lot of great options for you. So one thing you could do is go to the show notes for today's episode and check out all the cool links that are there. Firstly, where you can listen to the podcast if you are unclear or unsure, you can check out the Parents on Demand network. So you could go to their website or you could download the app Parents on Demand on iOS or Android and you can listen to the show there along with a bunch of other really amazing shows. So you could do that. You can go to our website and look at the store. The Doing It At Home merch is still available for you. T-shirts, tanks. The weather might be warming up shortly in some parts of the country. I know our fingers are crossed here in Atlanta. Uh, So you can get your tanks and your tees. Um, Once the sun starts coming out, you can wear your Doing It At Home gear, your your pride that you can rep for the show. Um, And great conversation starters as well as I might add, as well as gifts for your midwives, fellow birth junkies, birth team, whatever, go to the website and check that out. And always connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. Links are there for you as well. Instagram is D-I-A-H podcast. Okay, today is a really cool conversation. We're chatting with Bailey Calvin, 
about her journey to home birth, which actually started before becoming pregnant. So for anyone out there, any mamas who are not pregnant yet, um, whatever stage in motherhood, if you already have kiddos and you're not pregnant with the next or you will be a first-time mom, Bailey herself was planning for a home birth before she was pregnant. So I love that. I think that's so cool. And, you know, at any stage in your journey, you can always be exploring your options and seeing what you want to do and what's out there for you. So she definitely falls into that category. And once she was pregnant, she and her husband, Taylor, were planning for a home birth. Taylor wasn't so easily convinced to start out. Uh, However, through some empowering resources like yours truly doing it at home, they were able to get on the same page. And then later on through Bailey's um, end of pregnancy and her labor process, the option to transfer came up. And so how they approached that, how they moved through that powerfully and to bring Riley Joe into the world, her daughter. So you hear all about that. Such an amazing conversation. Again, thank you to Bailey for just sharing and being here and being another source of empowerment and inspiration for all of you out there. So here's the story. Hi, Bailey. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hello, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to hear your whole birth story, and we're just grateful that you're here hanging with us. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, So, Bailey, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. So uh, I'm Bailey. My husband's name is Taylor, and we have our almost seven seven month old little baby Joe, baby girl Riley Joe, and we live in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, right now, we're really struggling with this cold weather. It's <laughs> negative two here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, yes, yeah, quite cold. Um, but we just uh, are new to this new parent thing, and. We just love hanging out and figuring out this new life. Right. That's such a, I love the way he put that because I feel like for those who are experiencing that currently or can kind of put themselves in that space of when they were around that time, it's, it's so clear and yet not clear, you know, the way you describe it. But I certainly get it when you say it like that. You're like, yeah, you're just figuring it out and hanging out and doing life and doing all the things. So I resonate with that 100%. (laughs) Uh, so one thing that I think is really cool about your story, Bailey, that we're going to get into is that you shared with us before we, um, got on this interview that you were planning for home birth before you were pregnant. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Yes. So I don't know where it it initially started with me, but for as long as I can remember, I've well, one, I've always wanted babies and I've always just envisioned this home birth. And I don't, I don't really know anyone who has had a home birth before I kind of got into um, this new village that I know a part of now. So I don't know where it really came from. Um, when I was in high school, I had a friend who had a baby, you know, we were like 17 and she had, you know, the traditional hospital. She was induced, and I was with her through a lot of her birth experience up and up until she actually delivered. And I just remember it was like an awful experience, and I did not want anything to do with that. And so I don't know if, like, if I saw, you know, it on TV or what, but I'm just like, I just think birthing at home sounds, you know, way better. Like it's it's a natural thing. Why do you need all this extra, you know, all these extra people? 
And so, you know, as I grew up, you know, got a little older, I, um, I kind of, you know, I went back and forth. I'm like, well, maybe my second, my, for my second baby, I'll have a home birth because, you know, I don't even know what to expect. So I thought maybe the first one we would do hospital and then, then maybe the second one would be home birth. So then I would knew what to expect. But then as, um, Taylor and I were deciding to become pregnant and, um, deciding on when to start our family, I kind of started bringing it up to him because I had never really talked about it to him. And, um, he, you know, at first was like, what, you know, he never heard me talk about home birth and was just kind of confused. I'm like, what? I thought you just go to the hospital for that. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so, um, it took me a while to get him on board because, um, for him, it was a lot of the insurance and money thing. Like, you know, if we go to the hospital, our insurance covers, you know, having the baby, like, there's just a copay pretty much. And if we're going to have a home birth, we have to pay this out of pocket. So that was kind of like an obstacle for us to get through. <laughs> Cause once we really started, you know, rolling the ball and deciding, Hey, we're going to, we're going to have a baby. We're going to try and get pregnant. Um, and like the more, the, the closer we got to that, the more I'm like, I, I really want this home birth first. Like there's no, reason to you know wait for the second baby like might as well just jump into it there's plenty of people who do it for the first baby so I um, shared with him you know some research and I actually had him listen to some of the stories on your guys's podcast and um, I had him watch um, the business of being born (laughs) which I hadn't I hadn't even watched that but I wanted I knew you know from listening to your guys podcast lots of people watch that and help them get on board so I had him watch that (laughs) that's cool what were his thoughts after watching that he you know he really started to turn and was like okay like maybe this is something you know we should look into more so um before we were even pregnant we went and interviewed all of the midwives in the area that do home births, which we only have three in the Des Moines area <laughs> that do home births. So um, the first one we met with, I just didn't feel like, you know, it was the right fit, but I was happy to have that interview with Taylor with me, like, so he could kind of have an open dialogue with them. Cause you know, he, he had more questions, I felt than I did. Cause I was just like, my mind was set. I'm like, I know this is what I want to do, <laughs> but I didn't really connect with that midwife. And then the second one kind of same thing. I mean, I liked her better than the first, but I didn't, I didn't feel really that connection. And finally the third one, um, her name is Cosette. That's who we chose. She actually has the birthing center here in Des Moines. Um, it's the only one in Iowa. Um, so we went with her practice and so, um, for all the appointments, you go to the clinic and have your appointments there, but she does the home birth, she'll do, um, hospital or birth center. So she kind of does it all. And, um, for most of my pregnancy, it was just her at the clinic. Um, but towards the end, she hired a, well, she has a fellow who is hopefully going to be a midwife with her as well. Um, 
but that's that's kind of how we went about finding the right one for us when we had our interview with her it was just like we left and we Taylor and I looked at each other in the car and we're just like yeah this is her like this is this is definitely the right person that's cool (laughs) that's a great feeling when you know that you've like found the person who's going to be there for that amazing journey and experience with you yeah certainly is yeah what's the yeah and like I didn't or go ahead oh I didn't know like you know with the first two, I didn't like have that feeling, but I'm just like, Oh, well maybe this one will be it. But then like after we had the meeting with Cosette, it was just like, yeah, that was, that was it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. What, what's the home birth climate like in Des Moines? You mentioned there's only three midwives, but in general, is it, uh, do you feel like, you know, home birth is, is well received there that the hospitals are you know accommodating or what's it like down there or up there? Yeah. So, you know, I, before I, you know, started doing research and trying to find people in the area, I had never like really heard of anyone in the area doing home birth. So I was just like, not knowing what to expect, um, to start our journey. Um, uh, but once I got, uh, to know Cosette and, um, her, um, it's called uh, healing passages. They used to be called Willisong, but now they're healing passages. And so once I got into that community, I found all of these women who have had home births or birth center births. And it's just like my eyes opened up like, wow, there's more people, you know, who are like me or who want this. And uh, that just made me so excited. Uh, But like outside of just that small world, I feel like people don't really understand it. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot like at my work, my place of work, you know, everyone was, kind of looked at me funny when I was like, oh, yeah, we're planning a home birth. They're just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So then um, tell us a little bit about the planning process itself. Once you had your care kind of sorted out and you knew the path you were going on, Taylor's on board now, Um, what what was going on? So just in the beginning, I – it was funny, like we did our interviews and then we found out we were pregnant like the very next month. Mm. So it kind of all happened very fast. It was perfect. <laughs> um, but I remember going to that very first appointment with Cosette and bringing Taylor along. And it was just like, we were there for like an hour and a half mm. just talking. And I'm just like, wow, like I'd never expected just to sit here and talk like that long, just about everything. And it was just so amazing that, you know, I know if I would have went to a doctor's office, we would have been in and out of there in like 10, 15 minutes. And most of that would have been just waiting for the doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just having that, that level of care that, you know, they're just there for you to listen and talk to and just discuss anything you may be feeling that, that just made me feel so great, like, from the very first appointment. And that's how you know, all of the appointments were from then on out. Like, you know, she just made us feel so comfortable and um, welcome that we can just talk about anything. And, um, you know, I could just text her if I was having any issues. And so it's just wonderful having that more personal relationship rather than just the doctor visits. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, isn't that midwifery model so freaking cool? It's like so personal and... Yeah, just just like accommodating and and loving and 
And and while you were sharing earlier, I was looking up uh, Healing Passages, their website, and holy cow, their birth center is incredible. You want to live there? It's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It is so beautiful. It, is, I'm it like, really is. Those rooms are amazing with the big tubs and the bed and the artwork and yes. yeah, it's awesome. It is a beautiful facility and. Yeah, we are so lucky to have it. And I'm so happy that I happen to live in Des Moines where it, it's located. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. So then what about your pregnancy itself and then moving into the end of your pregnancy? How were you feeling? How were things going? What was your mindset like? So I had, a, I was very lucky. I had such an easy pregnancy. I Never had morning sickness. I'm one of those. <laughs> I just, I loved being pregnant. Mm. Um, I mean, everything was just great. I was, you know, so excited just to finally be pregnant. I mean, we we tried, um, we were trying to get pregnant for about seven months, which, you know, when you're trying, it feels like that's forever. But I yeah. know it's like, that's not long at all. <laughs> mm. So I was just so excited just to be pregnant and, you know, go through it, which, so many of my friends, you know, before I was pregnant, they're like, you're going to hate it. It's not that great. But mm. I'm like, you know what? I loved it. I thought it was great. And I, you know, I'm not ready for another baby, but I can't wait to be pregnant again. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, so then as the, you're getting into those 30 plus weeks, what was going on and what were your appointments like and how were you in preparation for birthing time? So let's see when things started happening. (laughs) So, you know, my blood pressure started going up um, slightly in June. So my, Mm -hmm. you know, guest date was uh, August 7th was when my guest date was. And my blood pressure um, just went slightly elevated in June, which for me, it still sounds like a regular blood pressure. It was like 122 over 78. And so you know, but for me, my regular blood pressure was like 110 over 68. So they're just like, we'll just kind of keep an eye on it and see, you know, if anything's happening. They're like, as long as it doesn't keep going up, there's nothing to be concerned about. Well, you know, you're still marked down for home birth because they just, you know, would um, kind of assess us at every appointment to make sure we're still on track to have a home birth. And we were really up until up until the day it was like, we were kind of in a gray area when my blood pressure started to go up because I was not preeclamptic. Like they, they would check uh, my urine for proteins at every appointment just to make sure I wasn't going preeclamptic, which I did not. So it was just like, we were kind of in a gray area and they didn't know like, Hmm, it's a little bit concerning, but it's, you know, it's not preeclamptic. So it's not like an emergency, you know? So it was kind of hard to decipher what we were going to do as we were getting towards the end. So um, in July, you know, we were still planning, you know, home birth, what we're doing. We got our, we had a tub, you know, a big jacuzzi tub delivered. It was in our living room, (laughs) you know, because I I wanted to have everything um, because everyone would ask, you know, are you going to do a water birth? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have the option, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to, but I want to have the option there. Right. We wanted to have the tub and I had my, you know, my bedding set up. So we had like 
the sheets, the waterproof, and then another pair of sheets on top so we would be able to peel it off if needed. <laughs> so I was I was pretty laid back and like I don't have like a set vision for what it's going to look like the day of birth, but I just wanted to, you know, I, the only vision was it's going to be at home. <laughs> so, um, but other than that, I was pretty open, like, oh, you know, it, it might happen in the living room, might happen in the bedroom. Maybe it'll be in the bathroom. A lot of people happens there. So. Right. <laughs> so, right. Well, um, so yeah. do you have any ideas or thoughts as to what was uh, contributing to the blood pressure going up or, you know, I don't have any familiarity with that. So if, you know, other mamas who might be wondering if that could, you know, be something that happens to them or whatever, just do you have any insight as to what was going on with you? I still am not sure. Wow. You know, that's fascinating. I, and I, I struggle. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard, you know, accepting that my blood pressure, you know, I was bet. not cooperating with what I wanted. Um, Cause by, by August, you know, um, I had to go out and buy my own little blood pressure cuff so I could take mm. it a couple times a day. And I would just text Cosette the, what my blood pressure was mm-hmm. just so she could uh, keep an eye on it and, you know, let me know if we need to do anything. And um, if I was laying down on my left side, my blood pressure was okay. It was like 130s over high 80s. And, you know, so as long as it was that, she wasn't too concerned. But if I would take my blood pressure sitting up, it'd be like 140 over 90 Hmm. or even 150 over like 100. So she's like, yeah, that's not good. We should, you know, maybe we should do the non-stress test and whatnot. Um, So it was two days after um, my guest date. So, yeah, I think it was the 9th. No, maybe it was the 8th. It was just one day. Yeah. So it was on a Tuesday. That was my guest date. So we were one day after um, my blood pressure, even laying down. It was it was quite high that morning. So I, I sent Cosette my blood pressure and I'm like, you know, what do you want me to do? And she's like, well, I'm going to put a call into the hospital and kind of talk with who's on call there and see where we can go. And I'm like, okay, you know, at this point I'm still kind of in denial. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go to work (laughs) and I'll keep my phone on me. And you let me know if I need to go to the hospital or something. (laughs) So I did. I totally, I went into work and you know, someone, someone came up to me and was like, you're still here. You know, I about burst into tears because I'm just like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be having a home birth, but I might have to go to the hospital today. Yeah, like it's a big whole thing. You don't even know. Like, go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. like people kept coming up to me like, it's after your due date. Why oh, are you gosh. here? It's like, oh, man, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Just mm-hmm. let me be here. <laughs> Which Cosette called me like I had only been there like 40 minutes. And she she called me and she's like, yeah, I think maybe we should go get checked out at the hospital. And I'm like, okay. Mm. So I got my stuff and I left work and I called my mom immediately because my mom and dad had been um, staying at my house. Well, they had their camper parked outside of my house um, waiting for everything to happen. <laughs> I wanted my mom and Taylor there. So I called my mom as soon as I got out of work and she had actually um, was on her way to go see my grandma and grandpa who live about an hour away from us. Mm. And I'm like, well, change of plans I guess I'm gonna go to the hospital so she's like okay I'll turn around so she <laughs> turned around and head, headed back our way and 
I just got home and packed up all my stuff because I'm like, oh, I don't know. I guess we'll just bring everything because I might be getting induced. <laughs> so we all met at the hospital. Taylor had come home from work and we went in and um, they did the non-stress test. And I don't know, there was some other tests that they did and they did an ultrasound to check on everything. And I mean, we were at the hospital like six hours and the midwife at the hospital, um, I was really happy to have this specific midwife because she had actually worked under Cosette as a fellow for a while. So at least she knew the home birth world and knew that like, that's kind of what I was wanting. Yeah. You know, that is great. Hospital thing was a new, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm glad, you know, she was kind of on the same page as she at least knew where I was coming from. Um, and not just like, you know, a doctor who is, you know, never heard of home birth or, you know, not, not in that world. So after we had been there like six hours, she comes in and she's like, well, your blood pressure staying steady as you're just laying here. So we're going to let you go home. And I was like, what? Okay. So we're going home. I was like, I was for sure we were getting induced that day. So I was very confused that we were going home. So we packed up all our stuff and went back home and, I, they just told me to relax and not go to work the next day because I probably would have had they told me, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> we just we just took it easy that Thursday and we had my regular appointment I had on Thursday anyway. So we went back in to see Cosette and, um, uh, and Carrie. Carrie is a fellow that she has right now. Um, and you know, we just kind of talked and we're like, you know, I want this home birth, but this blood pressure is kind of scary. And um, I'm like, what are we waiting for? Like, are we waiting for something bad to happen? Or like, you know, what exactly is, what are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. And they just kind of said, you know, well, it's, you know, it's up to you guys. And I'm like, so they wanted us to go back in on Friday and do those tests, all the tests again, just to see where we were at. And I'm like, so if those tests come back, okay, are they going to send me home again? Because I'm like, you know, at this point, I feel like we're just waiting for an emergent, you know, Mm. situation. And I'm like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather get induced and have a natural vaginal birth rather than like an emergent Mm C-section. So I'm like, if they're going to send me home again, I might just ask. And I think Cosette was kind of relieved because, you know, she, she's totally like hands off you choose what you want to do. And I think she was kind of relieved that I said that, that it was like, you know, our choice, like, okay, maybe this is what we're going to do. Which again was, you know, a process for me to accept. Taylor was kind of like, I, he just wanted me to, you know, be happy and healthy. And he's like, you know, I'm here for whatever, you know, He, he was just pretty laid back and, you know, are you sure? Are you okay? And, I'm like, well, you know, we need to get this baby out healthy, and I don't, I prefer not to have a C-section. So, uh, but that kind of rolls us into the day of birth. Yeah, so I guess I can get started on there. Yes, so, yes, was, let's do it. 
Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It was Friday morning. Um, We got up early. My mom and I packed up my car and we went to do the monitoring. And um, I told Taylor to go to work because I'm like, you know, even if I do get induced, it's going to be a process. So you can go ahead and go to work. (laughs) I'll probably, you know, not be very far along. (laughs) And so my mom and I went to the hospital and we did the monitoring. And um, after the monitoring, they're like, yeah, we're going to induce you. So Mm. I didn't have to choose to anyways. They're like, no, you need to get induced. So we went over to the labor and delivery area and got checked in in our room, which they had quite large suite and I was I was pretty happy about that and they had like a jet tub in the room so I'm like okay yeah this is, this is all right <laughs> maybe, you know if if maybe if I'll be able to labor in the water that'll at least make me you know a little more happy because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like still you know not the situation I want but you know maybe I can have some aspects of what I wanted um so, you know, we kind of got settled in there and I chose to um, do the method of induction of the Cytotech, which is like a pill that they put in you and oh. that is like supposed to soften and thin out the cervix and which naturally can help labor start. <laughs> wow. Never heard of that. Me That's, neither. What's it called again? Cytotech. Cytotech. It's just like a little pill. Yeah. And um, you have to lay down for like an hour afterwards. That way it didn't fall out. So Mm -hmm. I got my first dose at 11.05 that morning. And um, they can do it every four hours up to three doses, I believe. And I only had to have two doses. And then contractions started after that. Mm. Um, So it was kind of a whirlwind of a day. Um, My... So Taylor got too antsy. He didn't last all day at work because he was too antsy, (laughs) which I kind of figured that was going to happen. So he was like texting me at like one o'clock and he's like, yeah, I'm going to leave work. I'm going to go, I'm going to go grab lunch and then I'll be there. And I'm like, Mm. okay, whatever. Sounds good. You know, at that point I haven't even had a contraction. I'm just laying in this bed. Mm. (laughs) And, um, then my mom got a phone call, uh, from my aunt my grandpa hadn't been doing very well. So um, she got news that they were putting him into hospice. Mm. And so um, she felt super bad, but I'm like, I'm not even having any contractions. I'm like, why don't you go visit grandpa and come back tonight? And I'm I'm sure I'll still just be laying here in bed. And so she, she felt really bad because she just wanted to be there the whole, the whole time for Mm. us. But you know, it's hard when, you know, I'm like, it's your dad, you know, go, go. So she, she went and, um, my dad picked her up and they went and visited my grandpa for the afternoon. And Taylor got there like a few minutes after my mom left. So we, Taylor and I just hung out most of the afternoon and uh, my mom got back right around, I think it was about five thirty, and 
that's like right when contractions kind of started. I remember the first one, I didn't really even know that it was a contraction. The midwife like came and looked at, you know, the little monitor thing. She's like, oh, you're having a contraction. I was like, oh, I ate it. <laughs> I was like, I just thought it was like the cramping. Cause mm. the, the medicine, the cytotech, they said, you know, can cause cramping. So I'm like, I just thought it was, you know, a side effect, the cramping. But, you know, obviously they intensified later and I, I knew what they were. But to start, I was just like, oh, I guess I didn't know because I, I never even had any Braxton Hicks. I never mm-hmm. had anything. So I was like, oh, all right. I guess I guess things are going to start now. <laughs> so um, once once my mom got back, it was around that time where um, – so I was mostly um, – the midwife there, her name is Emily. She was kind of the one who was there the whole time with me. Um, mm. And then there was an OB overlooking me because since I had the high blood pressure, they needed right. an OB to overlook everything. So um, he came in around that time saying, you know, my blood pressure was staying too high and um, they wanted to put me on mag and, you know, I, at that point, I, you know, pretty much broke down and was crying. Cause I knew once I had that IV in, I was pretty much bedridden and that, you know, I, I had a hard time, you know, accepting that because I was still hoping, even though I was in the hospital, that I would at least be able to, you know, walk around mm-hmm. and labor how I wanted to and how I envisioned. Right. So, you know, they did that and I cried and you know Taylor you know had his arms around me and we just kind of sat there for a while you know as I put the that IV in and mm-hmm. I'm just like man this kind of sucks <laughs> but you know once you know I'm just like you know I just kind of have to grieve you know what we thought was gonna happen mm, yeah. but I'm like it's okay she'll she'll come out how she's supposed to mm. so we we continued on after that Mm -hmm. um but then getting put on the mag um there's like side effects like they were afraid I was gonna fall so they didn't even want me to get up to go to the bathroom or anything so I was like "Uh like what am I supposed to do because I was drinking so much water and so much fluid that I was going to the bathroom a lot so I'm like no there's no way I can't not go to the bathroom like they tried to give me a bedpan and Again, I just like burst into tears and I'm just like, no, I can't do this. And the midwife's like, like, what can't you do? And I'm like, I'm not peeing in this. Like, I'm not going to do it. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I, I know you don't want me to get up, but there has to be something else. Like, I cannot comfortably do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they they ended up bringing me like one of those little bedside commodes. Okay. And they're like, okay, well, this is what we'll do, you know, but you have to page the nurse every time you're going to go to the bathroom. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got this baby pressing on me. Like I have, when I have to go, it's, you know, kind of fast. So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'll page them. But usually Taylor or my mom would help me out of bed and onto the commode. Cause I'm like, they didn't get there fast. Right. They might ever. not make it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they always helped me in and out of bed. And then usually the nurse would come by the time I was back in bed. So they would just empty it out and take care of it. But <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I was not about to have that bedpan thing. <laughs> mm. So after that, you know, contractions kind of started 
kicking it up and it really started in my back and mm. I had heard awful things about back labor. So I'm like, Oh no, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> and there wasn't like much I could get for relief. Cause I, I didn't, ha- I couldn't really get in any other positions. They just, they wanted me to lie on one side or the other. So I would just flip back and forth side to side. Um, and Taylor, I would have Taylor like put pressure on my back and it would like, I would like it for like 10 seconds and then I'd be like, okay, I don't like that anymore. And it would kind of make me nauseous. So mm. <laughs> we were, we really struggled with that back labor all through the night. And, um, at one point I decided they, they had the nitrous oxide at the hospital we were at. And, um, I decided I would try that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, we'll give that a try. So I tried that and I didn't, I didn't like how it made me feel. It, it was just, it was weird. And um, I got really nauseous afterwards and ended up throwing up quite a bit. So I'm like, I don't, I don't think it did anything anyway. So, but some people really love the nitrous and think that it, um, you know, helps with pain relief, but I didn't think it really did anything for me. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, I guess it works for some people, but yeah, I didn't think it did anything for contraction wise. <laughs> yeah. Is, isn't that the stuff that they give you at like the dentist? Is that what they do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've had it once. Yeah. And it makes yeah. you kind of feel a little, little out there. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. And I didn't like that. So I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So we we labored like all through all through the night and i remember just being so tired and out of it it was it was really a blur and my i felt bad for taylor and my mom cuz you know i was up all night and they they would like kind of tag team off and like one of them would go nap on the little very uncomfortable couch and then you know switch back and i'm like man this really kind of stinks that you know, it's just the hospital and it was like freezing cold in the, in the room, of course. So they're mm. like shivering on this little uncomfortable couch. <laughs> mm. um, and I remember um, my uh, midwives uh, from the home birth, uh, Cosette and Carrie. So Carrie was kind of the one who was on call and she, she wanted to be there for us when things kind of started picking up. So she's like, let me know when things are happening and, you know, I'll, I'll come over and be with you guys at the hospital as well. And so I, I was really excited that she was still going to come and yeah, that's nice. Hospital. Mm. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you know, they've been, they've been with us through this whole pregnancy and it kind of sucks if they're not going to be there mm. for, you know, the grand finale. <laughs> 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 but, um, so yeah, through the night we, I struggled and uh, I, at one point I finally, I did ask for um, the fentanyl medicine. I'm just like, I just need to rest. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like if I, if I rest, maybe, you know, things can just get moving along. And so they did, they gave me the fentanyl and it just knocked me out. Except I, then I would wake up to very intense contractions. Oh. So I would be out and then I would just wake up in the middle of it. Oh like, my gosh. Kind of moaning. And <laughs> so I don't know if, you know, depending on how things happen for other pregnancies, but I'm like, I don't think I would want to do that again. But okay. 
you know, it did, it, it helped me get some rest. So that helped me for, you know, the morning stretch of everything. Um, cause I did, let's see, I think that I probably did that fentanyl around four ish, four or 5 AM. And so, yeah, I had been up most of the night. So we got, got a few hours of some kind of in and out mm-hmm. <laughs> rest there through the morning. And I remember it was like around six, six or seven. I, I told Taylor, I'm like, I don't know. I think, I think we should call Carrie and have her come here. I'm just really feeling like, like things are going to pick up. Like mm. I feel like maybe kind of pushing and he's like, okay. So he, he called Carrie and she's like, all right, well, I'll get ready and I'll, I'll head your way. And, um, I think we started pushing around, 8.30 is actually when they really had us go ahead and start pushing. And I pushed and I pushed and I pushed so much. Oh, my goodness. I pushed for two and a half hours. Wow. So it was it was, it was quite a long morning. Yeah. Um, I, I remember at one point, like, before I had started pushing, you know, she had checked me one more time. And um, she, she's like did your water break already? And I'm like, well, I don't think so, but you know, I'm new at this, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, well, I'm just not feeling the water bag. And Mm. I'm just like, Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it did. So then they just kind of assumed my water had broken earlier in the night. Um, which, you know, is weird. I'm just like, I don't know. I, whatever. (laughs) So then when I did start pushing and, you know, you kind of start seeing something when once start something started coming they're like oh yeah that's not that's the water bag that's not the baby mm. and i'm just like oh okay so apparently it didn't break that's good to know mm-hmm. <laughs> so then they they did go ahead and break my water for me at that point because i had already been pushing and of course there's meconium in the water mm. so they're you know whole nother issue they're like well we better call in the NICU team to have them on standby. Oh, wow. like, oh, great. (laughs) So I was, you know, it kind of, you know, got me a little nervous when they, you know, even mentioned NICU. I'm just like, oh, that's not good. Um, But through all the pushing, um, I had my little mirror so I could see, because I was really, I really wanted to actually watch her come out. Mm. So I remember it was so disheartening, you know, pushing in it you could kind of see her come up and then like in between contractions you, you know go back go back yeah like, come on, come on, guys, <laughs> <come> <laughs> like keep it coming but um through my contractions kind of um towards the end they they weren't being very regular they were kind of um they i'd have some like on top of each other and then they'd kind of spread out so they you know, put me on some Pitocin to help try and get them going and keep them regular. Um, and at one point, um, when I would get the contractions, Riley's heart rate would start going down. And so they were, you know, all sorts of things were happening at that point. Um, I mean, they were talking about vacuum and episiotomy and they had the NICU people there in the room. And Mm. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, what is happening? Like, this doesn't sound too good. So um, one of the doctors was like, well, I'd rather 
do an episiotomy and hurt mom than hurt the baby. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, me too. Like, let's do an episiotomy. I don't want to do the vacuum thing. So they did. They cut me. And um, once they did that, I was able to push her out. Because, yeah, we, I mean, pushing for two and a half hours and nothing was really happening. But once they, once they cut me, I was, I was able to push her head out. And then the rest of her came out um, pretty quickly after that. It was. 10:59 in the morning when she was born. Mm. So, and I was also very sad since they had the heart rate issues and all of that. They did cut the cord right away and took okay. her away. And so I struggled with that because that was <sighs> that was the whole thing with home birth home, that I yeah. wanted, like yep. the immediate, you know, on my chest. And so that I'm I still struggle with that because I'm like that is what I wanted so bad. And yeah, that they, they took her right away. That just, it killed me. And then, you know, like everyone else got to see her before I did. Yeah. That kind of stunk. I was just like, I, I hear her crying, like bring my baby over to me. So they, they brought her over pretty quickly, but of course, you know, they had put a hat on her and wrapped her up in a blanket and I'm just like, no, like take all this off. I want my baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Naked. Just no. on me. Yeah. Yes, I get it. Yes, yeah. So I, I did. I took her little hat off and I just had her on my chest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that moment, it was just like everything went away. You know, at that moment, once she's there, it was right. like, this is it. This is perfect. And at that point, we announced her name because we hadn't um, the whole pregnancy announced what we were naming her. Okay. So I was excited to share with my mom that her name was Riley Joe. So yeah. it, was, it was a whirlwind and crazy. And then, you know, yeah, then afterwards, you know, in the hospital, you're just laying there all exposed and then they got to sew you up. And, mm. you know, all of that just wasn't exactly how I had envisioned. But, you know, looking back now, it's just like, well, she got here and she's healthy and she's happy and she had her own way of what, how she wanted to come in this world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, to recognize, especially as we reconcile some of how we feel about details of our birth, things that did or did not happen. uh, And then also understanding that there's another person that we're working with to create this experience with, you know, from inside of ourselves and that they have their own unique qualities and aspects to themselves that is a part of the equation so we can have really well laid intentions and visions and plans and there's another part to it as well so there's that and then there's also giving yourself the space you know giving yourself the whatever it is you need the conversations the time the healing you know in in always not just physically because of course that's its own thing but then the mental and emotional right. parts of it because that was quite a journey you went on from all the the testing and yeah. the back and forth of the hospital and then being at the hospital and then you know a few um you know interventions to support you along the way uh that's that's yeah. a lot to take in and then to process and then it's not like we have birth right and we get we then get this 
extended period of time with ourselves and only ourselves to kind of process it. It's like you process at the right. same time that you're now, here's a baby, you know, go. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. it's, he, yeah. that is a tall order. So I just want to acknowledge you for, you know, how you shared it all and how you're processing it all. And that there's probably, you know, even now when you look at it, you might feel great about it in one moment. And then the other, you know, there might be the parts that you said, like kind of suck or kind of stink. And that is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, that's for sure. It's like, yeah, some days it's just like, oh, it was all right. It was great. Right. You know, she got here and it's great. And then other days it's just like, yeah, that part kind of really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That really, that really connects with me. <laughs> mm. Oh, Bailey, you're a super mama. Yeah, you are. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm curious, um, Riley Joe, where does the is Joe short for anything? And is that her full name or is Joe like a middle name? Joe is a middle name. So my middle name is also Joe and my mom and my sister. So we're all, you know, whatever Joe. So I'm Bailey Joe. So we all I just have always loved my middle name as Joe and um yeah, Riley, I've loved that name for a long time and it, it took Taylor and I a long time to uh, agree on a name. It's like when you decide to name a baby, it takes a long time to, you know, you both love it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but I always loved that middle name, Joe, and so I needed to find something that just flowed so nicely with it. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so cool. You know, we we um, we call Maya Maya Joe because her middle name is Josephine. So when I saw that your oh. little one was Riley Joe, I was like, oh, they have a similar name. That's so cool. And I love oh. that it's a family name. Like all of you guys have Joe as your middle name. That's really awesome. Yes, I love it. Mm. Bailey, so, you know, you said not necessarily ready for another one right this moment, which I totally get, but, you know, the excitement to be pregnant and everything. Have you thought about when you are in that space, you know, would you like to plan for a home birth again and, you know, work with Cosette and kind of go that similar route? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about it and it's like yeah we're definitely not ready now but definitely we're gonna aim for home birth again and hopefully the second one will turn out a little closer to what we envisioned Mm -hmm. (laughs) and again you know I know sometimes your body just has its own you know thought on what it's gonna do so we're just gonna try everything we can to keep my blood pressure down for the next pregnancy and Mm -hmm. hope that hope that everything stays normal and we are able to have that journey that we hoped to have the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll hold that intention for you as well. And, you know, maybe who knows whenever you choose absolutely no pressure. Cause I'm in that boat as well. The no pressure zone. <laughs> uh, but we can have you on right. again at some point and talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Have you back on the show. Sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much again, Bailey. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done... 
why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% data approved, Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.